This is this is fine. This is fine. This is, this is fine. fine. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. This is a poor substitute for therapy, but an excellent substitute for other podcasts. We're not like other podcasts. Join us as we find the answers to the universe's biggest questions like is butter a carb? Does crying burn calories? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? We're here to be your part-time therapist, astrologer, concierge doctor, and fairy godmother. Do you need someone to validate you today? Cool, cool, cool. Come on in. We're fine. This is fine. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry, I won't do that again. Um, we're bringing you a special Valentine's episode today. And as you can tell, I am in an excellent mood. This is a day earlier than we usually post, but we are feeling the love and also feeling the like. That's what today's episode is about. The meaningful relationships we have that aren't based around romantic love. Kind of ironic because I romanticize literally everything, but Shannon came to me with this concept, such an Aquarius season theme, and I absolutely adored the idea. This is going to be more of a free-flowing conversation today, less of a structured interview. So just work with me here, get into a cosmic flow mindset, and let's dive in. All right. Welcome back, Shannon. Is everything fine in your world today? Everything is fine. Beautiful. This is fine. It's Aquarius season. Venus is just about to leave Pisces. It's Valentine's Day. And we are talking about falling in like and compatibility through the <laughs> cosmos. What is this concept all about, Shannon? <laughs> okay. So something that's always perplexed me is the timing. And I wish I had done research on why is Valentine's Day February 14th. I've never looked it up. But BRB I Googling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because when the sun is in Aquarius, it's really dry and emotionally right. um, not bonding. And so it's very good for friendship and for liking people. Okay. So it in gathering in groups. And so it's just this funny thing. I, I think that's where... Maybe people can be disappointed with, oh, they didn't do this for me or that for me. You know, like if yeah. you're expecting somebody to do some outrageous romantic gesture. Um, but it's really important to connect with people, again, that you like. So if you're connecting, you want to do something together. But it, it it's just a fascinating thing. Unless Valentine's Day falls near the full moon. So when the moon is in Leo— it's full moon, like because that's it's possible it's going to happen on on Valentine's Day because of Aquarius moon's opposite Aquarius in Leo. <laughs> Sorry, I'm saying that very well. But moon is all and Leo is all about the heart and love and connection. Mm -hmm. So that helps like reflect that love and the light back. So those can be really like love filled romantic. Energies. Energies for yeah. uh, Valentine's Day. But what's really, you know, I think a good practice to even, like, hang out with your friends. Yeah. Galentines. <laughs> Galentines. Oh, that's a thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course it came about. And just even, like I said, gathering in groups, you yeah. know, people that you like. Yeah. I also love the idea of a good, long-lasting relationship being rooted in friendship, which is so Aquarian. Yes. And it's long-term. Exactly. Yeah. Saturnian. And, and that, <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing that for Aquarians, that's what I counsel people that bring me, what do you think of this Aquarian I'm interested in? You know, they don't seem like they're moving to the next step. It's like, you don't understand. If they're still with you, that means they like you. Yeah. And it's really important, that Aquarian energy, that it's friends first 
and then you add on, right. which to me is somewhat healthy. Yeah, you know? there's structure to the relationship. Yeah, you want to like them. Yeah, it's it's important to like the person. That you're yeah, with. just a little bit, not just have physical chemistry. You I know, can, I can empathize with someone who has a crush on an Aquarius or in a relationship with an Aquarius. That seems like, yeah, what are they thinking? I can't understand their emotions. <laughs> right. And, yeah, and so just enjoy connecting, what it does is it challenges you to have good communication because they want to see. And just, again, it isn't just Aquarians that we're working with. It's when the sun is occupying that part of the sky. When it's in Aquarius, it is fostering, feeding, enjoying deeper, broader conversations. So when I say deeper, it's like things beyond the surface, like we're going and we're going out there and having conversations that are more futuristic, you know, right. classic Aquarius or visioning something different for the world or visioning something different. What what do you want for yourself? Like those are questions to ask on a, if like say it's a first date, yeah. Valentine's Day. It's like, what's your bigger picture? Like love that. It's so much cooler than so what do you do? <laughs> right, exactly. And it's like, what would you want to do? Yeah. Rather than like what do you have to do? Totally. I love that for just the general Aquarius energy. And I did happen to look up why it is February 14th. Are you curious? Please tell. So one account says that it was the first day of birds mating season. Another one says— Air sign. Right. Or air birds. Yeah. Yeah, birds are air. Birds in flight. Another one says it became associated with romantic love in the 14th and 15th centuries when notions of courtly love flourished, apparently because of the association with lovebirds of early spring. Okay. But then actually spring is when it's heating up and we're getting into air. Well, at least northern hemisphere. Yeah. You know, the Aries and warming up and, you know, attraction. That's when attraction is really starting. And actually the lovey falling in love and like even on a fantasy level is Pisces. Pisces, right. I almost thought like, oh, maybe it's because like when the sun's in Aquarius, it could mean that Venus is in Pisces, but that's not a guarantee every year. It's not a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the sun's the primary, you know, is primary. But the birds, that helps my brain. Yeah, the birds and flight. Because it's their their element. Yep. Making more birds. It really (laughs) works well for birds. (laughs) (laughs) So, Valentine's Day is actually bird day. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so on the— Visit the aviary. (laughs) Actually, that would be a super cute date. <laughs> I don't know, unless you're afraid of birds, which I guess might be a thing. <laughs> That's funny. It's yeah, our, it reminds me of um the butterfly place at the wild yeah, animal park. I love yeah. that. Oh, so love pretty. So romantic. But then if we are looking at like just we'll just go through the general compatibility. Yeah. Speaking of love and compatibility, <laughs> friendship or romance exactly. or otherwise. Just this is how we look at it through astrology. That's right. Just and this is really simple. We're doing this simply is we're just breaking this down into elements. Love elements. Elements tell us everything we need to know. It's that nature part of astrology as our teacher. And so in general, we think in terms of fire signs get along with themselves, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Air signs get along with themselves, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. And fire and air signs get along with each other. So there's one tribe. There's half our zodiac you have to choose from that where it's going to be easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because fire and air work well together on an elemental level. You know, air fans the fire and 
you know, and they just, yeah, it, we create more, and they're both active, young signs. So their nature is the same. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have they more... Commonalities. Commonalities. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. When they're at the end of their day, they're going to want to maybe be more closely aligned with doing the same thing. When they want to go out and have fun, it's, you get it. Mm-hmm. And so then the other side are, the, are our yin signs or our passive signs, um, our earth signs. So earth signs get along with each other. Mm-hmm. We know those. Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And then our water signs, they get along with each other. And by the way, in the astrological pantheon, their training, meaning that's like top tier get along, mm-hmm. is with, when you're with your element. So water, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. And then our earth people and our water people all get along. And so same thing. We have earth and water that feed each other. Right. So the dirt, earth, mm-hmm. is dry. Water moistens it, makes mm-hmm. it better. So yep. you see how, like even when we cross-pollinate <laughs> you know, here, whether it's fire and air or earth and water, <laughs> one can make the other better. Yep. You know, and same thing, it, it not only moistens the dry uh, dirt, but it also, earth, can create the vessel to hold the water in because water just keeps floating until it has a container, you know? So yeah. earth provides that for them. It's beautiful. And then they're in and down and more passive and inward yeah. and need take more time to process, move a little slower. Not, it's not worse. It's just their, their flow, their nature. So more likely they're going to get along easier on a nature level. They get each other. They get each other, whether in a good mood or bad mood, it kind of just flows together. So that's like compatibility in, what was this, two minutes? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A two-minute astro lesson. (laughs) So for someone listening who's like, oh no, I'm an Aries and I love a Virgo, like, what would you say to them? (laughs) I would say, don't let any of that hold you back. Like, I'm a believer in all compatibility and that we all come together, are attracted to somebody or something for some purpose or reason. So there's something to grow from, work out. But then the next level is, we're not just our sun sign. Yeah. <laughs> we have a moon, an ascendant. We have all the other planets, Venus. our Venuses, our Mars, our Mercuries, how we communicate. So chances are there's one of those other parts in play where you are getting along. Yep, there's so much below the surface if you look at yeah. the full chart. And that's, that's a right. more advanced lesson that cannot be taught in two minutes. <laughs> no, but in general, when we're doing that compatibility. And the sun is just, it's where we hold our light. Yep. So it's kind of like, yeah, our soul self, you know, S-O-L, S-O-U-L, you know. <laughs> Love what it's you did like there. <laughs> our whole self, yeah. Love a good wordplay with that too. <laughs> Amazing. So the same also applies for friendship, right? Like in a very Aquarian yes. way, like it doesn't just apply to romantic love. You know, right. you can find deep, meaningful connection with other types of relationships in your life. One of my favorite quotes from another therapist actually is relationships are relationships are relationships. And you can find that emotional nourishment and that spiritual nourishment with all types of connection. That's right. So that's what's great about Aquarius is it is more looking for that. Like, here's my spiritual mate. Here's my friend mate. Here's my mate mate. (laughs) Here's my lovebirds mate. (laughs) My lovebirds mate. But that's right. And, And when we do break that down astrologically, there are those other components of like chemistry. But a lot of times chemistry comes in, they they have temporary vibes. 
you know, that it's oh. like good for a moment. I mean, yeah. some will be good for long term, but totally. it's like that's why it's good to like the person you're with. Right. I understand that on like an experiential level. hundred <laughs> percent. This is wonderful. And such a nice little like snippet morsel of like a quick download. Little quick, yeah. Valentine's Day download. Just go go on a chocolate. <laughs> hang with the birds. <laughs> go bird watching. Yeah. Look to the sky. <laughs> Enjoy the romance of the day and the friendship of the day. That's right. Thanks, Shannon. <laughs> You're welcome. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> my gal my, my Galentine. <laughs> okay, remember how we've been adding a segment to the end of the show lately? Our listener, John Stevens in Knoxville, Tennessee, suggested we call it This Is Mine, my favorite things, announcements, and updates, my little aside each week with what I want to share with you. These are a few of my favorite things. Thank you, John, for being so damn clever. I love that for us. This is mine. Today's This Is Mine is pretty low-key. I've just got a couple beverages you might like. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I really enjoy like an interesting beverage. I don't know. That just feels like the ultimate simple luxury to me. Up first is a cherry blossom green tea from Coffee Bean. If you don't have Coffee Bean near you, don't worry because same, there's nothing really accessible around my little bubble in La Jolla. I order this tea from Amazon. It's just the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf cherry blossom green tea. And I get their vanilla powder as well. So I make a vanilla cherry blossom green tea latte. So fucking extra. And I make this at home all the time. It is so lovely. It tastes like romance. And speaking of tasting like romance, every January and February, I get myself what I call a Valentine's coffee. I get an iced espresso at Starbucks with either some cream or cold foam, whichever does it for you. And I add a pump of raspberry, either on its own or a raspberry with a pump of mocha sauce as well. It's like a raspberry truffle coffee. I know that sounds really weird, but you just have to trust me here. It's exquisite. Like I said in the In for 2023 bonus episode, the chocolate red fruit flavor combo is elite. This also applies to coffee. You got to trust me. It's delish. It's so Valentine-y. I love. I'm wishing you a magical day of romance, self-love, cherry blossoms and cherubs, and all the sweetness life has to offer. We will most likely be out of office next week because Dan is taking a much-needed, well-deserved vacation to Hawaii. Mahalo. But we'll be back soon with an episode on the phenomenon known as the niche luxury hot girl. I am so excited to share that with you. Okay, that's all for now. I love you so much. Abienzo. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This Is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Pacific Beach with Emmy Award-winning sound designer Dan De La Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com. 